It's another episode of the First and Gold Podcast. I'm I'm your host, Nick Vanna, and this is something a little different because we are we're, we're live streaming this and it's not a it's not always the post recorded, but we're we're gonna have that out. So by tomorrow that should be out. But if, if you're watching now then you're gonna you're obviously gonna get it live. So we are six uh, six days or a week from yeah, about a week from the first round of the draft. And yeah, so so we're about a week out from the draft, and we got it's mock draft season. So we're gonna have that. We're gonna have uh, what else? What else are we gonna have? What else are we gonna have? Yeah, we got a mock draft. Uh, we got uh, also um, we got NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs. We got some soccer actually, because Banger is finally out. Okay. Okay. Jay's soccer corner gonna be uh, gonna be fighting a little bit. Yep. And uh, really, NBA and NHL. That's that one guy who was tweeting us yesterday, and John Messi ten, I think. Yep. He's a yeah, John John Messi ten. This is Up for you. For you. Yeah, this is for you, John Messi ten. So let's get right into the mock draft. Yeah, shout out Al Jaka. Shout out Al Jaka. Who's that? He's he's my uh, good friend. He, he repped Jaka before anyone else would. So, you know, Al, Al if you're here, you're a G. Thanks all right. All my tweets, which he is doing now. Ow. Sit my head on, on the bed. Uh, yeah, so let's start with the mock draft. We got a number one, first pick. Yo, word, it's Al. Oh, yo, is it actually? Yeah. <laughs> Did you put that in the chat? Yep. All right. Yeah, uh, the one with the high pitched voice is JJXAFC. Yeah, the one with the Arsenal logo. That that's him. I'm I'm the one showing my face. So uh, first pick, we got uh, the Browns. Obviously, this isn't gonna come as much of a shock. It's gonna be Sam Darnold. That's that's what we know. Yeah, it's gonna be Sam Darnold. So uh, out of USC, he's probably the, he's definitely the best quarterback in this draft, which is what the the Browns need, obviously, and. He, his stock is obvious. Is definitely heightened by the, the great pro day that he had, and that puts him ahead of Josh Allen and Rosen and and uh, Baker Mayfield, who I presume the Browns also like. But but Sam Darnold, he's uh, he's probably the probably the best plug and play quarterback right now that you can put in there, and he's going to su- uh, succeed. So Darnold number one. Jay, you got anything to say about that? Uh, I I think Darnold as a quarterback is a good number one. However, my question is like the personality. I mean, obviously New York, big media, and uh, the whole Sam Darnold. He wouldn't have it any other way. I guess my question is like, yeah, he's coming to Cleveland. Will that, will that connect? Like Joe Namath, it worked. Uh, Joe had a bombastic personality, and uh, he succeeded in the city. The city loved him, but. Jay, Jay, this is Cleveland. This, this is not New York. No, no, I'm talking about uh, what's called when you drop down number two, and we're looking at uh, what Hootie book. Oh, oh, you're talking about uh, number two, okay? Yeah, I'm looking at the Jets when you said uh, what's called. Uh, who'd you say they're going to pick? Yeah, oh, I, thought, I thought we were going in order. Okay, okay. No, I'm talking about Baker Mayfield because then if you're taking Sam Darnold first pick, you're gonna take Baker with the Jets. All right, all right don't, don't spoil anything yet. No, no. So Baker, I'm saying since you're gonna get rid of Darnold. Do the Jets take Baker because that bombastic personality doesn't really fit New York? Like, yes, it does. It does. Joe Namath, it worked. 
but Baker, I don't know. Sometimes, sometimes uh, it's just too much. But uh, I think Sam Darnold, right pick for Cleveland, bust potential as always, as it always seems to happen with Cleveland. But I mean, if you're, you got to start taking chances at some point, this franchise is near rock bottom. They need a bold move, and Sam Darnold is the bold move. No, I, I don't really think he is though, because I, I think Baker Mayfield would be the bold move because he's he was probably the best quarterback in college, but he's kind of getting slept on a little bit. I mean, if, if you think if you think uh, what most people are thinking that he's not going to go number one, bar and barring a very unexpected move, it's going to be Darnold. And yeah, so Cleveland hopefully is going to get that franchise quarterback that they. I, I'm sick of laughing at Cleveland. Like I probably shouldn't be laughing at anybody because because uh, I'm a Jet fan, but. But uh, I, I kind of want Cleveland to be good. Like I, I think I think it'd be better if they're good, and I think they'll get that franchise quarterback in Darnold. Uh, number two, this is your team, uh, Giants. Who do you got? So I know a lot of this. The fan base is divided right now. A lot of people saying we want a quarterback. So in this mock draft, uh, Darnold's off the table, so we'll assume he's not there. So we're looking at then Baker Mayfield. Josh Allen's kind of a wild card. I don't think we'd take him number two. And then what's it called? Uh, whoever the I wouldn't, I wouldn't take Allen off the table. Allen's not off the table. Rosen. So, however, there's also the saying, we need the talent. Like, Saquon Barkley, probably not a generational talent, you could say, but he, he is a hell of a player. So, you know, I think, personally, that we should be looking at Saquon. We haven't had a running game in ages. Eli Manning uh, continues to get older. He's not going to get any younger. Although, um, which, how should I say it? Um, throwing uh, is his strong suit, not running, obviously. But he needs a compliment. He, last year, it became evidently obvious we're not going to be able to throw the ball a million times a game and succeed. We need some balance. We need a compliment. I think Saquon uh, could provide that, honestly. Saquon's uh, player in the draft. That's... Talent-wise, not, not only are we getting the most value, but also we're getting someone to take the talent and fit. You're, you're going to put a Saquon in in that offense with Eli and Odell and Des Bryant, maybe, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I think Des Bryant will be there, and uh, you're going to put him into that offense with a lot of pieces around him. I, I think he'll be a great fit there. And in New York, like he he was obviously at a big school when he was at Penn State, and he'll. He'll have that uh, that pressure again, going number two, and to the Giants. Like I almost feel like that's more pressure than going Cleveland if you're Darnold. And so Barkley will be there, and he he's going to be expected to be the guy right out of the gate. Yep, definitely. All right, moving on. Any other things you have to say about this? Uh... About this pick, uh, it's more likely that you see Allen than Darnold, or not a Darnold, uh, than. Rosen, that's what that's what I was thinking. More likely to see him because uh, if anything, the Giants would go for the the low floor, high like and really high ceiling guy with put him put him for a few years about around uh, Eli Manning and right. learn. Yep, we got a lot to cover. So uh, just anything in the next like 10, 15 picks you think that you should note? All right. Uh, well, yeah, number three, Baker Mayfield. That's, he's going to the Jets. It's, it's a done deal. They're going to get their franchise quarterback. He's going to lead us to not one, not two, not three, not four, five straight Super Bowls before his, uh, his rookie contract runs out. Then he leaves to go to Cleveland. That, that's, that's my bold prediction. All right. Well, he's he's the best quarterback in the draft. He's the most accurate. He's... All right. Moving on. Um, okay. 
Well, anything else we really worth mentioning until we get to, uh, I'd say, yeah. Uh, I have I have Allen. I, I have a big trade in the top five. Bills are gonna are gonna trade up with five to Denver, and they're gonna get Josh Allen. That that's my probably that's my big trade that I think is gonna happen, and they're gonna get that for number twenty two and number twelve, and Josh Rosen also is gonna fall out of the top ten. Hmm. He's going to go 11 to Miami. Okay. And you got Rosen to Miami. What do you think about that matchup? Uh, warm weather quarterback. That's all? Yeah. He, and he might be the most, maybe not the most talented quarterback in the draft, but he is probably the best pocket passer in the draft and Miami's gonna need that guy to build around because I don't think Tannehill's there past this year. Uh Cutler I don't, I don't even think he's still with the team. And you got rid of Landry, you're gonna be make you're gonna be putting new pieces around these guys and you're gonna it's gonna it's gonna be an interesting time. You're gonna need a franchise quarterback when you're undergoing a rebuilding process like this. Alright. So um anything else you want to talk about from mock draft? Um what do I have? I have uh, Lamar Jackson, 15 of the Cardinals. It's really all quarterbacks that matter. Like, I, I'm sorry, but where? Five QBs in the first round. I, I have six. Six QBs in the first round. I think Mason Rudolph goes to New England at the at that trade that they traded Brandon Cooks for. I think he I think he goes 23. Hmm. All right. He obviously has something in mind. And this. Oh wait, hang hang on. Uh, John Messi wanted us to talk about the Panthers. DJ Moore. That there's a guy, wide receiver. I, I think the Panthers need a guy like that. Pair up with Devin Funchess, Greg Olson, Christian McCaffrey, and I, I think DJ Moore could be that guy. And he, there are going to be guys off the board. I think Cortland Sutton goes to the Cowboys, Ridley goes to the Broncos, and Christian Kirk goes to the Packers. So he's going to be the best guy available. So that's that. All right, moving on. Soccer. All right. All right, Jay's soccer corner. Have well, at it. Originally, before we were, we were making this on like Wednesday or something. Al, Al, Al is certainly up to date on this. Nick probably has no clue. Um, no, I don't, I don't know soccer. I, I don't know if you've heard this before, Al, but um, I don't know soccer. Yeah. Do you want to, hey, hang on, hang on. Do you want to go to NBA, NHL, and tweet out when you do soccer? Because that's when. No one's, that one's going to respond, let's be honest. All right. Uh, so, anyway, I wrote this on Wednesday. So, I was originally scripting up like, is the Europa League Vengers' uh, true last stand? Is this their la his last chance? Well, so, we don't really get to talk about that because he's gone. As oh, I actually player, did hear about this. He, after 22 years of serving a star snow football club, and after being slated by the fans for the last two years of his story tenure, he announced he's going to be stepping down at the end of the year. Obviously, this is huge news. It shook the world. And I must say, I don't know if this is just me. It's almost uh, hollow. Like, when I... I, I've been Wenger out for a while. I think don't I respected everything he's done, but I didn't think he was the right man to move the club forward. At any rate, I mean, I don't know. I expected more. Like, I woke up this morning, was thumbing through Instagram or whatever, saw Arsenal Fan TV was talking about Wenger gone, figured they were just joking around. And then, I mean, I was shunned, like, just out of the blue, really. He, there, he's gone. And I was expecting to feel almost like a disappointment, like a, 
not a disappointment, an excitement. Like, finally, it happened. We can finally go a different direction. But all I feel is, like, hollow. This is the man that's been managing my club for 22 years. And that's a hell of a long time. That's just, that's more than I've been alive for, plus another five years. And then some. I mean, it's just, it's almost, it's going to be weird seeing Arsenal without Arsene Wenger. There's a whole generation of kids that's that grew up. That's a whole generation of kids that grew up uh, under the influence of him, uh, under the eyes of him. He like there are players on the team that were born before he, uh, after he started managing Arsenal. So it's going to be a change. I mean, I respect everything he's done for the club, and I just a huge thank you to Arsene Wenger for getting us where we went. Without him, I don't even know where we'd be. We might even be worse than Spurs. Uh, next thing, Martial. Unhappy at Manchester United. Um, what's there to say about this? So Bayern apparently uh, are linked with him. They want him. Um, Juve apparently linked with him, wanting him. Arsenal actually were linked with him. Uh, but with Wenger gone, I don't know if that still remains because the young French attackers are usually Wenger's kind of forte, not anyone else's. But, I mean, I think I think uh, in the end that it's going to be Bayern that are going to get him. Uh He's cheap enough that he fits their kind of tight wage budget, but he's still good enough for them. Even Komen would just be a, an elite duo on the wings. Just spectacular, really. Um, and I think Bayern, he would really fit the Bayern system. Um, obviously, uh, Kovac is the new manager, so I'm interested to see how he chooses to set his team up, given the funds he has at his disposal now. But I think uh, Martial would fit. I think him and Komen uh, would link up quite nicely there. Uh, what happened to Barca? Uh, they lost, actually. Moving on to the Champions League semifinals. Uh, Barcelona yeah, this is what I've been hearing about. Like Everybody's Barcelona like, oh, Barca. 3-1 to one against Roma. Roma being the massive underdogs. Oh, wait. All right, let me read this. I think it's odd that those of us who haven't experienced more than one matter about go through. Yeah, I agree, totally. Uh, personally, I would love Tuchel. Or I don't I frankly can't say his name. Maybe I shouldn't be loving him. But uh, I think he was... The experience one. Like, we know he has the potential to take a club. By the way, this is my uh, my life achievement right here. What? Oh, you can't see this? Well, one sec. Oh. Oh. <laughs> All right. Anyway. I, I don't know. I, you were saying I'll praise Trump in the, while you were tweeting about this. So. Moving on. Moving yeah. on. To, yeah, uh, talk what you're talking about. I just had that idea. So. I think, once again, respecting Arsene Wenger. That a boy, uh, Al. I think it's impressive what he's done, but we need someone that's going to be aggressive. Someone that's going to be going at it and taking this team by the reins. So I think once you have Tuchel out of the question, he's apparently PSG all but confirmed. But once you get Tuchel out of the question, I think we have to look at Ardeen or uh, Allegri. I think Ancelotti's a great coach. But he's Thanks kind of Wenger's style. Like, he's a man-manager, not a, what's it called? A man-manager, not a player-manager. He does great things, but he needs great funds, which Arsenal do not have financial capability to present to him. So I think we look at Jardim, who takes the small amount of money he's given at Monaco, invests in youth, sort of in the same vein as Arsene Wenger, and uh, he builds it up. So obviously he has a lackluster second season at Monaco. That hurt his stock a bit. And then Allegri, a bit of a long shot because Juve is a tough team. Okay. But 
I think Allegri is a good uh, manager, as evidenced by him beating Spurs. Um, but like, I think he's more of a tactical manager, which is what we need. We need someone who can, uh, like I said, take the club by reins and move it in another direction. We don't need someone who will uh, just buy players but not actually make them do anything. So if Tuchel out, I say it, we either go with um, Chardim, Allegri, and then the long shot, maybe Arteta. I know he doesn't have much managerial experience, and I personally don't think he'd be a good choice. But if I had to pick a long shot for the potential choice, I'd say the goal Arteta. Um, right. Semifinals, uh, I'll just keep it simple because, I mean, let's be honest, uh, we don't have much time. Um, I'm going to pick, I'm going to root for Roma. I'm going to pick Liverpool to go through. I think Liverpool does Y-N-P- Anfield. Y-N-P- Anfield. Wait, wait, hang on. Y-N-W-L. Or Y-N-W-A. Yes, you will never walk alone. Anyway, anyway. They're so, owned by the same people who own the, the Red Sox. Yes. 16 yes. and 2. Woo, yes. coming back today. Yes. All right. Moving on. I mean, I'm going to take Liverpool. I'll root for Rome because I'm an Arsenal fan. I don't want to see Liverpool succeed. But uh, Anfield's a tough environment to play in. I think Salah is going to run wild on a d- defense that starts Fazio and Kolarov and et cetera, et cetera. Um, Al says he'd take Arteta as an assistant or some other role if he decides to leave City. Need bold out with with Wenger. Yep, agree. I mean, when you look at the fact that that one game against Nottingham Forest where he was gone, just we managed to be worse. Like, we like to groan about Wenger, but I mean, bold. (laughs) Look at the lineup he chose, really. I mean, we started the youth, showed no respect to a Nottingham City team that was in a good Nottingham Forest team that was in a decent reign of form have some decent players as evidenced by Lehigh scoring a brace. But, I mean, I think we just need a manager that's going to show more respect to that. Right. And I don't think Bulls that All right. Yeah. Okay. Other side tie. Bayern versus Real Madrid. All right. Uh, it's Champions League Ronaldo. I mean, what else can you have to say? Champions League Ronaldo is an elite player. I mean, obviously Ronaldo's an elite player, but Champions League Ronaldo, when he hears that anthem, I don't know if there's some sort of switch that gets turned on by it, but you just can't stop him, and I don't think Bayerns are going to be able to stop him. Maybe it's this year, but I don't think it's this year, if I'm being honest. So I'll take uh, Real Madrid. Uh, so Real Madrid-Liverpool. I'll take Real Madrid. I mean, I just because I don't want Liverpool to win a Champions League final. Their fans would be insufferable. Uh, yeah, that's all I have to say. You want to talk about uh, NBA and NHL, right? Sure, sure. sure. John Matthews, three of you. Uh, Vegas is good. They're, they're, they're pretty good. That's true. They, I think they swept, uh, who did they sweep? They swept, uh, no, they swept the Kings, and they're, they're doing pretty well. I, I, I don't know much about teams other than my New York Rangers, but I, I know what makes the team good, I guess. If they're good. Uh, the Vegas Golden Knights. I think it's kind of funny because... Uh, they have uh, Marc-Andre Fleury as their goalie, right? Yeah, they're almost the Manchester yeah, City without the like the oil money or whatever, but like sort of the same vein. They come in, no one wants them to do well, but... like Who you, doesn't want Vegas to do well? Like, like first-year team in the league. Well, cause the first-year team, like... They're, and, and after what happened in Vegas over the summer, right exactly. before the season started, it's I'm, like 20... I mean, I'm going to relate to something I know. It's you like don't 2013 want to, after... After the uh, the tragic marathon bombings, nobody rooted against the Red Sox, 
And it's it's kind of similar to that. It's like what happened just last year in a baseball with the Houston Astros after the terrible Hurricanes, and they ended up winning the World Series. It it could be something similar to that. I they're probably the favorite now for the for the cup. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm saying in the sense that if you're a traditional blue bud, you're a Rangers fan, a Montreal fan, uh, Toronto, et cetera, yeah, et cetera. Original six team. Yeah, like, won, like six, and then four Stanley Cups. Not just original six team, like a like an old school hockey fan in general. You yeah. probably don't like seeing these new guys come in and then walk the league. So no, I love it. you have to appreciate what they're doing. No one gave them a shot going in. I mean, obviously they built a decent squad, but they they weren't looking like finals contenders, which is I'd say the final favorites now. But I mean, they're for real. You can't disrespect them anymore. You have to admit that Vegas has taken the little what little what little they've been given and molded it into a team that is a successful team, a winning team, and just overall a strong squad. All right, NBA? Oh, hang on, hang on. Breaking. Uh, contradictory to what we said about 15 minutes ago, the Giants aren't interested in Des Bryant. That's a shame. Per, per Ian Rappaport, so. <sighs> Whatever. Oh. Uh, you want to talk NBA? Yeah, sure. Pelicans, they're good. <laughs> Trailblazers, not good. They're up three nothing. The six six seed up on a three seed, three nothing. Anthony Davis is taking control. Crazy. Oh, Donovan Mitchell is so good. I'm in the streets of Harlem. What a guy. I mean, I'll I'll say it before and I'll say it again. Um, when the when Donovan Mitchell was picked, I'll be honest, I hardly knew what he was. Like oh, I, I knew he was the guy from Louisville with some decent yeah, I mean, I but good stats, but. I mean, the D-Wade comparisons, I like to scoff at them because I think that's almost jinxing him. But, I mean, look at the way he plays. He's almost, at least this season, he's been D-Wade with some better shooting. But can he keep it up? Is this just a kind of rookie uh, standout? Is he benefiting because of the players that are around him? I don't know what it is. I'm really hoping he stays committed to Utah. We get to keep him, hopefully. And then I'm also really hoping that he decides that – not decides – that he's able to keep up this form he's in. He's able to not resist like the temptation of the money that kind of made Carmelo Anthony slowly fade away, not keep up the hard work and whatnot. Uh, and uh, Deion Williams, I believe, also. Carmelo, uh, Anthony. Carmelo Anthony was in Denver and gets a ball his whole career. And that's showing in the playoffs. He's not having the greatest time. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I think Donovan Mitchell can avoid that. He can become the player that Dwayne Wade is now known for today. And speaking of D-Wade, vintage D-Wade is back after game two. Yeah, he, what a game! I think he had like thirty something. Yeah, he was he was just hitting all the shots that when he had both his knees and he was, uh, he was with the big three in Miami, winning titles after titles after titles. Yeah, he's a hell of a player. I mean, D Wade is one of those players that I feel is going to be classically underappreciated because I mean, like he's a great player, but when you think about this era, he's not going to be going up there as one of the like. Steph Curry, LeBron James, Kevin Durant, players like those are stars. D-Wade never really put up – he always put up solidly really good numbers. Like D-Wade's always been one of those players who – D-Wade's not really good for a 50-point game. However – And he plays a in the stats show. Yeah, definitely. I mean, he's just a player that I really appreciate watching. He's just a great – Oh, I always love D-Wade. D-Wade's a class player, and he seems to be a class guy in real life. I'm very happy that he's doing so well. 
I really like that he's showing that he doesn't need LeBron to. We knew he. We knew he didn't need LeBron. He won one out of six against the Mavericks the first time. Exactly. So, uh, what else is going on in the NBA? You want to talk Warriors about three nothing. They're winning that series. They're probably gonna win the whole thing. But we're spending this time talking about all oh, vintage D Wade, Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, the, the Warriors are gonna win the whole thing. And LeBron, LeBron's looking to have some trouble, or he's having some trouble in round one with Indiana so far. I think it's like one one. And Celtics are about to beat Milwaukee. I know that much. I mean, um, I think personally that I would pick the Rockets and then the Jazz to beat the Warriors. The Jazz is also unbiased. But then also, because in the one that they the Jazz played the Warriors three, four times, that voice crack, played the Warriors three, four times, and they blew them out like twice. Um, I was really impressed by the way we played the Warriors. I thought we played a fantastic game. And really, I think that we can do it again. Like, I saw nothing that didn't indicate that we can put up a similar performance. I see nothing that would not indicate that we can put up a similar performance in the playoffs. But we have to play them first. Also, the Rockets, uh, Harden, career season, like he always does. It always seems he's doing anyway. But I think this year, he's got something special. I mean, the Rockets made moves in the offseason. They finally equipped him with the super, uh, not really a super team, but a better team. A very good team. Very good team. Yeah. And they I had, think they had Capella. Capella took a big step forward this year. And yeah. even Harden took a big step forward from what, what, what should have been an MVP season last year. He took Definitely. an even greater step forward. Definitely. And I think they have the what's it called? They have And Chris Fall. Chris yep. Fall. They have the new firepower. Like last year they won against the Warriors uh in the regular season. I don't really remember if they played in the postseason, but they didn't have enough firepower. Like James Harden versus five players. And then obviously the team's pretty decent around him, but they it's not the Warriors. Uh retooling with Chris Paul, Gerald Green, et cetera, et cetera. I think they might just possess the firepower to beat the Warriors. Nope, they don't. If the Warriors are healthy, they're mowing through the whole league. That That's all I really have to talk about. I think we're done now. We're done? I, I, hang on real quick. I, I want to talk about uh, a little baseball. You had your soccer. I'm, I'm, this is my point. Uh, a couple months ago, it was uh, December 9th, I, I remember the day, I, I came on this podcast and complained about Giancarlo Stanton and the league being rigged. And I had a rant about Yankee fans. I've realized that that's all for nothing because Giancarlo Stanton stinks, and he is—he's uh, putting up like I think he—I think he has three. He's hitting 097 at home. Uh, for for Al, he—that means he has for every hundred times he goes to the plate, nine nine times he hits the ball. That's that's not very good. He he strikes out a lot. He strikes out like he struck out five times per game. Twice, so I'm. All I'm saying is, Yankee fans, you got a bus. Oh, Jay, you left. All right, well, that's gonna do it for this episode. So, yeah, uh, you could follow us on Twitter, First and Gold PC, nine zero eight nine one three zero eight two two. Leave a voicemail, get featured on the show. And uh, Al, if you want to be a guest one time, that's you're always welcome. We'll we'll see you in the next episode.